Be careful of the company that you keep, even if the company happens to be your own family members. Because guess what? In the eyes of the IRS, it does not matter. So the family that strays together pays the IRS together. I'm Deltrice Hart Anderson, keeping the IRS out of the pocketbooks, wallets, and bank accounts of taxpayers. And I'd like to bring to you today an episode I call A Family Affair. We're going to jump straight into it today. I have two tales of two different families and their two different tax affairs. Let's go. So here's a family, a family of two, a couple, Geraldine and Clayton Hill. They pleaded guilty to using charity to evade taxes and defraud donors. So they founded this organization, a nonprofit organization called On Your Feet. And the mission of this nonprofit organization was to provide assistance to low-income families and individuals in need in the San Diego, California area. Well, the Hills received millions of dollars worth of goods from companies like Forever 21 and organizations like Feed the Children with the explicit commitment that they would not sell any of the goods that were donated from any of the companies that donated goods to them. However, in between 2011 and 2016, they received over $16 million worth of goods. And what did they do? They sold the goods for a profit and they did not pay any taxes. So yes, nonprofit organizations, you can get in tax trouble as well. There is something called UBIT, okay? UBIT, Unrelated Business Income Taxes. Look that up or go to your tax professional and say, hey, what is UBIT? I'm a nonprofit organization and what does it mean to me, okay? So this couple, back to the hills, on their tax return, they made a charitable donation of $13,000. So in 2015, Forever 21 donated 161 pallets of clothing valued at $5.6 million. What did the Hills do? They immediately sold the whole donation to a middleman for discount retailers. So they sold this, these pallets of clothing to a broker, if you will, for a discount. And that middleman in turn, sold it to discount retailers. From the proceeds, they spent $380,000 on personal expenses. That was vacations, entertainment, cars, luxury retail purchases. And then 
they spent another 322000 in cash. Okay? So we haven't heard anything about what they did for the low-income families in San Diego yet. Still don't know where the money went. In 2009, the organization's tax return showed that the organization received less than $25,000 in gross receipts. And in 2011 through 2015, they claimed that they received less than $50,000. So in essence, they're getting all of these donations and selling the donations. So if clothes are valued at $5.6 million, even if they, and this is just hypothetically speaking because I don't know what they sold the clothes for, but even if they sold the clothes at 50%, at a 50% discount, they still should have claimed whatever the profits were from the sale of those clothing, and they did not. They instead reported less than $25,000 in one year, and for about six years, they were claiming less than $50,000 in sales or gross receipts. Yeah, that's a problem. Um, so the IRS definitely would consider this tax evasion. Well, what happens now? They're facing five years in prison for each tax evasion charge as well as mail fraud conspiracy. The IRS is always going to win. They're gonna get their money. So here is a tip for the nonprofit organizations, organizers or founders or directors or presidents, whatever they, there may be, whoever is responsible for the fiscal oversight. Be careful how you handle the donations that you are given, be it money or non-cash. So be it cash or non-cash. Be careful how you handle those donations and make sure to properly account for those donations. If you sold the donations, then report that you sold the donations. If you donate the donations, have a record of keeping up with how you donated those donations. If you sell those donations, there will be tax consequences. Now, you might be wondering how in the world do they catch up? How did the IRS catch up with the Hills in the first place? You never know. I can only speculate if a donation, if Forever 21 gave a donation that large, they may have had to answer to the IRS, where did this, this donation, where did this donation go? You gave away millions of clothing. Where did it go? 
And so Forever 21, oh, that's easy. We gave it to the Hills family. And actually, they didn't give it to the family um, themselves. They actually gave it to the charity, the On Your Feet charity. So Forever 21 said, could have said, hey, IRS, this donation of $5.6 million in clothing went to On Your Feet organization. Now the IRS can look into the On Your Feet charitable organization without the organization even knowing that they're looking into them because all they have to do is look at the tax return. Now they see that the money isn't adding up. You're reporting 25000 and 50000 on your tax return, but you're receiving millions of dollars in donations. That's not adding up. And that's how you get caught. And because, keep in mind, I know a lot of you might be saying, well, I thought no one owns a nonprofit organization. This is true. But you control, someone has to control the nonprofit organization. And because this family, this couple, the Hills controlled the nonprofit organization, they are fiscally responsible for what happens in the nonprofit organization. So they're the ones that will be facing the jail time. Here's another family, a family of three, a dad, a mom, and a son, the Tilleries of Beaumont, Texas. Well, Larry, the dad, was sentenced to 33 months in prison for tax evasion and for running a business that accepted illegal wagers on sporting events. He ran that for from 1985 to 2017, so he ran a long time. How did he do it? He owned a used car dealership and a finance company, Lamar Capital. He used both of those companies as a front to launder the illegal gambling proceeds. So from a, an illegal standpoint, the courts ordered him to pay restitution of a little over a million dollars and forfeit approximately $2 million in assets, sports, ca- um, sports memorabilia, cash, and jewelry. And there was also a judgment of $32 million ordered by the court. Tillery's wife, Judy, Judy was sentenced to 24 months probation. And she shares in that $32 million judgment that was ordered by the court. Why? Because she assisted with laundering the proceeds of the operation which allowed bettors to place bets on sporting events. And that included professional and collegiate basketball, baseball, and football games through this website. The son, Brian. Larry's son was also sentenced to 24 months probation 
and he was ordered to forfeit $245,000 in cash and a home worth $600,000. Why? Because he collected money from bettors, paid the bettors, made wire transfers to pay illegal gambling debts. He also regularly mailed currency, totaling more than $10,000 through the U.S. Post Office, mail fraud. So there you have it. Now, all of this stuff was illegal, right? Illegal gambling, illegal wages, wagers. But guess what? The IRS doesn't care. And some of you that have heard me talk before about drug dealers having to pay taxes on the profits, same thing. These, this family accepted illegal wagers. Well, in the eyes of the IRS, it makes no difference whether it's illegal or not. This gambling operation, while yes, it was illegal, once they got caught, the IRS required them to register as a bookmaker and report those wages that he accepted and pay a gross wagering excise tax of 2% every month. So he had to pay taxes on his illegal money as though it was legal. Yes, the IRS is going to get theirs regardless. Between tax years 2011 and tax years 2016 alone, the family, the Tilleries, accepted at least $52 million in illegal wagers. And that resulted in over a million dollars in taxes they didn't pay. So guess what? The IRS wanted their money. So that's why they had to pay up and or go to prison. And then, of course, the wife and the son, they receive probation because they probably weren't the, the ringleaders. But it was a family affair and everyone had to pay the tax man. So there you have it. Two different families, two different ways to scam the IRS and two different ways those families did not win. If you find yourself in any tax trouble at all, you know where to reach me, taxhelp at dhartaccounting.com or 803-739-9449. I'm Deltrees Hart Anderson, keeping the IRS out of the pocketbooks, wallets, and bank accounts of taxpayers. Till next time, bye y'all.